0: Hello, and welcome to Presenting, a podcast where we chat about various topics related to role-playing games, typically Paizo products such as Pathfinder and Starfinder, but also others. I'm John Godek, and with me today is James Beck. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I've
1: never... I haven't been asked to come onto one before. And Really? Am, what, wow. Wow. We got to change I, that. I have, <laughs> I have gone... So normally uh it's my job to go out and interview other people yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's it's definitely weird being on the
0: receiving end of it i mean i'm excited for it but it's definitely well, weird. i'm i'm glad to have you and hopefully this is a good experience and uh and i'll uh hopefully i'll i've learned a little bit from your interview process how's that so
1: yeah, I mean, totally. My interviewing process is very straightforward Of uh, yeah. my ADHD brain going nuts with questions and then <laughs> bombarding uh, whoever the poor uh, person I'm interviewing has yeah. to deal
0: with it. All right. Well, James is a Jewish LGBT tabletop RPG freelance writer and content creator, probably best known for the Deadly D8 YouTube channel. James has also worked on Nonat1's Sinclair's library Kickstarter and several Pathfinder Infinite titles such as Gunsmoke, a Pathfinder second edition, Cowboy expansion, and a whole bunch of others which I hope we can get a chance to talk about.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, I love uh, Pathfinder with like so much of like my heart, and uh, Tui really revolutionized gameplay in my opinion, mm-hmm. and I think that the more we get from it, the more uh like even third party people come into it and mm-hmm. more new players get into it. I just think the better off the entire industry sphere is gonna be because mm-hmm. i'm I'm noticing small ripples in other t g r b g spaces that are seeing two e's like design mechanics like the three action economy is like something everybody points to, and I think that's mm-hmm. uh what people are wanting to start seeing from their you know even like their' starfinder one e 3.5, 5 e games like they're wanting to see like the free archetype system you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah i'm i'm genuinely i'm so happy that Pathfinder is now hitting this boom mm-hmm. uh and i like i i was talking with people well before i was like even doing a deadly day eight work was um i was talking with no Nat ones uh some of the the editor over at deadly d eight uh eli uh they were all saying there's gonna be a boom at some point like it's just bound to happen it was it's pathfinder was very new like we just had the apg drop like that's how very new to the game it was and i think we all kind of saw started seeing this uh line of just trajectory of where pathfinder is gonna go and i think over the last two years with you know book of the dead literally being released like today um Mm -hmm. at the time of the recording is now that we've kind of settled with all the core stuff and now we can get to the weird stuff like a ghoul archetype or <laughs> yes. I played a like literally yesterday, I played a 1000% legal build at level two of a zombie archetype teddy bear poppet that had a gambling <laughs> addiction and was a monk. Mm-hmm. And the fact that that was legal is why I will forever keep coming back in writing, playing anything second edition. Because that is one character in
0: quintillions of options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's nice that there's tons of options, lots of things you can do, but there's a good structure built around them, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, second edition is really tight mechanically. And I think that's the thing that distinguishes it from a lot of other systems right now. Lot, lots of options, a lot of creativity, but it's also tight mechanically yeah and the fact
1: that it works so like mm-hmm. a lot of games like i'll even point to first edition with this where there was the trap feats that you had to, there was like mm-hmm. just plain bad archetypes depending on right. the kind of character you wanted and i the more i start seeing of 2e the more like robust it is the like the more i love working on it because like i'm currently working on sinclair's library right now Mm -hmm. Which is has a 2e and 5e side. I primarily work on the 5e side, but I love dipping my toes into the 2e sphere and bugging the poor design Mm -hmm. team, uh, with my insane idea of whatever it was for that day. And the like the archetype system, because I've read so much Pathfinder, I've written so much Pathfinder, like I could. theoretically write an archetype and generally know its balance without needing its playtest. and i think the more experience people get with this the more great homebrew we're gonna start seeing like i have been Mm -hmm. hiring co-authors to come help me work on pathfinder infinite products now because i i love seeing the community finally like understanding the game like it took me a solid year to learn like Mm -hmm. the why certain design choices were made and the more I see this in the community, the more I love getting to work with people uh, who just have such a creative spark. I mean, no one plays TTRPGs unless they have a spark of creativity somewhere mm-hmm. or was bugged by their friend. to so just like, hey, roll D D20.
0: That's all you got to do. Yeah. So how did you get started with your YouTube channel in the first place? It sounds like you've had this love for Pathfinder and Second Edition for a while. But what kind of got you going into the the streaming business? So uh
1: Deadly Date, just for anyone who doesn't know uh me in particular or what Deadly Date is, it's a Pathfinder 2E animated YouTube channel. Uh so it was originally founded uh by my good friend Eli and one of his friends who wanted to uh make a Pathfinder channel and went to, I believe it was like PAX Unplugged, and were told Mm -hmm. specifically not to go into animation and then went into animation and uh, completely rebelled against the type here. And so after about, I want to say six to eight months of the channel being live, I, I was in love with the channel already because uh, me being the giant two e-nerd, it was a lot of known at ones and a lot of um, deadly uh YouTube stuff. And I managed to sit down with Eli because I was doing interviews for a smaller podcast at the time mm-hmm. and uh i was super nervous going into it and i think eli eli and i are just on this perfect wavelength of so in sync with each other uh that i was eventually i was originally giving a three video offer i was just be like hey come on to three videos uh we'll do them and if i like you we'll i'll keep you around And i was like great i'd love to do that and so uh, Secrets of Magic just dropped. I got mm-hmm. an advanced copy of it because of my Paizo subscription, and I was like, "Let's do the Wellspring Mage archetype. Like, let's do it. It's it's so weird. It's perfect." Mm-hmm. And uh, about two to three months of development of with the animator with doing the making sure the voice because I I hadn't done voice acting yet, uh, or like know what good audio was. Mm-hmm. So uh, having that all kind of coalesced into the Wellspring animated uh, archetype that you can vi- like go watch now and it mm-hmm. was it was generally a lot of fun and ever since then I got I just kept pitching ideas I was like hey let's do a live show let's do interviews let's you know like don't let me shut up and uh, <laughs> I was just I kept getting the approval for yes on different ideas it just because we we're on the same wavelength it would it works out to be this great channel of we get to bring on other people such as hijinks or uh waffles from waffle maple syrup Mm -hmm. and we get to do really cool animated content with that and i tend to be a little bit more of like the face side of it like my face is uh plastered on the channel now uh because i don't mind you know coming on doing stuff like this like i love talking and doing face-to-face stuff especially about pathfinder because just the deep creative passion that i have Mm -hmm, for this mm -hmm. system
0: well neat so that sounds like a a great opportunity that you just kind of started you're a big fan got involved pitched some things and it just keeps keeps building yeah uh, i don't
1: know why i keep getting hired to do things (laughs) i i legit uh just keep i i say i luck into it as if i had the unexpected sharpshooter uh archetype on me yeah. just specifically for the amount of luck i accidentally yeah. stumble into because like i accidentally stumbled into doing an interview with no not once that stumbled into doing an interview with deadly d8 yeah. okay then i got hired to deadly d8 okay then i was then i got brought on to do uh then uh i got to work with a few of my friends on like a very small uh book that we were gonna. That we were working on and then that stumbled into Pathfinder Infinite that stumbled into Mm -hmm. uh, getting further into that that stumbled into Sinclair's Library and stumbling into other Twitch streams uh, like going on to some of my friends streams and playing wacky ridiculous builds because you know (laughs) what it's it's Pathfinder I playing a human fighter as viable and fun as that is just I need weird and it's so
0: perfect for it you mentioned getting hired by Deadly Day. Do you actually get paid to do this?
1: Yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> I get paid to actually do what I do, uh, yeah. and it's a lot of fun. I yeah. We recently got a sponsor, World Anvil, to mm-hmm. uh, come sponsor us, and that really has been helping the channel out because they're really fun
0: partners to work with. Mm-hmm. So you do voice actor work for the channel, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you're the face of a lot of these interviews and things, and you're also a professional paid GM, is that right? Uh,
1: so I don't get paid very often uh, okay. to <laughs> GM. Uh, that that part of my career is it as uh, set in stone? Uh, mm-hmm. I it will be when I finally get out of uh, college for yeah. at least this semester and uh, slowly uh, migrate my way around the uh Paizoverse twitch sphere of trying to get my name into everybody's uh channel because i can uh more specifically that i'm a giant nerd and right. everybody yeah. apparently likes that and and so yeah i don't get paid that often to gm it's a very it's a lot of the times if i do get paid it's via my friends wanting to run a one shot like mm-hmm. i ran a uh all monsters campaign uh all monsters one shot uh, called the monster mash and they were all playing level 20 characters uh wow. monsters uh so it was like a boost spore versus a uh a uh versus an ancient red dragon it was like eight of uh-huh. us around a table and yeah. eventually got to the point where i had to turn off regeneration because the uh what? tree razor and the Thasphere that were all leveled up and leveled down to level 20 so it was all equal across the board we're just not dealing enough damage so the regen 50 was just eating up whatever they had
0: mm-hmm. and it was just
1: not ever deactivated and uh it was it was a lot of fun but yeah i don't i don't get to gm professionally wise i do a lot of gm work as a forever gm uh mostly right. at home tables right
0: right right I, I just noted that you had in on your bio i think on on uh twitter you mentioned you mm-hmm. were a professional GM and so it's
1: definitely aspirational. I, yeah. I, I want to do it at some point where it's, yeah. uh, I want to get Pathfinder eventually to be a full time uh, position. Like mm-hmm. right now it's a very much a part time as you know, I'm dealing with life college, the usual stuff, a 19 year old will have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And, um, but eventually, uh, professional jamming is something I really want to do. But, uh, Somebody who really inspired me to do that is Tommy from Black Dragon Gaming, who I get to play in their Mm -hmm. uh, weekly, sorry, bi-weekly Quest of the Frozen Flame game, just because Mm -hmm. um, they're really, really cool, and I really like their business model. So I really was just like, hey, I'm just going to yoink that, and yeah, now I'm going to do that. I'm a professional GM. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, more power to you. I'm a forever GM, and if I get paid for all the games that I actually ran that I probably wouldn't have to have a a day job at this point, but (laughs) yeah, I'd be a multimillionaire if that was the case. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. So, you know, I'm just, I've been doing this podcast for a while and I think you're my 77th or so interview that I've done of people in the, in the gaming Paizoverse industry, Mm -hmm. but I've just more recently started uh, posting things up to our YouTube channel as well. So doing the video part and I want to ask you a little bit about your, your production process for doing your video, what type of equipment you use, um, what type of uh, editing software, kind of your mm-hmm. process for going through things, mostly because I'm trying to pick your brain and learn learn from that. Yeah. Um, OK,
1: so for the actual interviews themselves, it's a lot of bugging people on Twitter or yeah. uh, if I know them through Discord, bugging them there and setting up the time and date, you know, regular meeting stuff and i i typically do it over zoom just because everybody knows zoom right and uh i did do one interview over zencaster i have that was i'm not as well experienced in that one uh, Mm -hmm. in my uh, unlike my other ones and i use two programs it depends on who's editing the interview that we were doing so if eli's editing it he's going to use davinci which is a very very good uh video but for some reason does not want to work on my computer. I don't Mm. know why I probably should spend more time troubleshooting it. And, but that'll be definitely over the summer kind of deal. But I like using Shotcut because it's free Hmm. and I like free and Mm -hmm. uh, I've managed to, I was using that well before I was using any other editing software Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of going in, making sure that like, you know, Keyframes all right, for like when I was doing, if I was doing like an overlay, I was making sure it's a lot of time spending in the uh, FX uh, right. tab of just like, okay, overlay, please, please work. Oh, shoot, mm-hmm. I misspelled something. I gotta go back and redo the yeah. shot yeah. there.
0: Cool. So, um, also, what type of equipment are you using? Like, what's your camera and microphone setup?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, so, I'm using a Blue Yeti microphone uh fair mm-hmm. standard uh, it, uh i think like 150 bucks pretty cheap uh mm-hmm. i've personally added uh just so like camera wise can see it uh i've added uh like a pop stand uh right. i i got this uh i think it's called the spider web but basically it'll cancel out a lot of noise uh right but, right, right 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 uh because the metal uh, apparently reverberates i don't know it's it was, it was a bunch of nerd stuff and i was just like yeah that sounds tech that sounds smart i'm going to yeah. do that and uh for my actual camera itself, I use a program called iruin. I run it? I can't pronounce it. I-R-I-U-N. Uh if it's not apparent, I cannot like read well or at least speak names well or <laughs> words. And uh so I use that program uh and use my uh Samsung phone for my webcam. Really? Wow. Yeah, so this is I have a fairly new uh it's yeah. a Samsung F 12 uh samsung uh f20 e whatever the st- samsung nerd tech thing here yeah. uh but yeah i will use that as my actual webcam and will um i have a three monitor like setup right now right. so because i was like i need dual monitors no, no no i need a third monitor and eventually one day i will get to the point where i need a fourth monitor i don't know yeah. what for yet the amount of tabs I have open between three monitors is enough. You'd think my computer would crash and burn by now.
0: Yeah. 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 I use uh two, two computers each with two monitors. So yeah. See,
1: yeah. that's what yeah. I'm eventually trying to get yeah. to uh, yeah. it. I sadly do not have the budget to yeah. uh do that. But one day when well, I have adult money,
0: my, I will. Most of my stuff is old stuff. You know, like I, the, like the computer I record on is, is an old uh, server I got. I was doing video editing back in the day and it just barely has enough to record, right? And then I have a, a newer laptop that I just use with another external monitor that I do all my editing on that because it's got a lot more power, you know, for doing that.
1: Yeah, I I personally dipped... Uh, I, I, I got an internship over one summer, made a fairly decent amount of money and I sunk probably about, I think now two thousand dollars worth into a machine Mm -hmm. uh because i recently upgraded its graphics card uh so i can play video games and not have and like still be on like a discord call yeah like i'd play halo infinite and my graphics Mm -hmm. card would just crash and burn (laughs) try to do more things that uh, than any it can't handle but i got a new one now and so far i can i can play pretty much whatever and it'd be fine for now at least and then you know some new video game is going to be like we require 8k and a uh, hundred gigs of ram i'm just like i don't think i can do that
0: yeah i'm hoping to actually upgrade the video card in this machine uh but man graphics cards have been so expensive they're just now coming down yeah. in price so. well
1: that's a lot of because of the bitcoin uh the miners search yeah, yeah. yeah. they're eating through a lot of graphics cards and like i've I had to buy my graphics card way above market value only right. because of just the your shortage of them.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, um, that's one of the things that I've been dealing with, but yeah, neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> one of the things that you've been getting more into is actually your, your writing, your freelance writing now, especially with Pathfinder Infinite coming out. Can you talk about some of the things that got you started in there in the first place? And then what are you working on now? Uh, yeah, totally. So, in terms of actually like getting started
1: into writing, when the playtest was just released, uh, and I just got home from that Gen Con, I sat down with a fifth edition, uh, players' handbook, and I noticed there was like correlations between like class feats and class features there, mm-hmm. the way that the two are structured, and I. I do this very I had this very unorthodox method that I don't think I had seen anybody else do, which was just convert between the two systems. Like and mind you, if I go back now, I hate my old writing because it's quite literally a bonus action in Pathfinder. Like, yeah. don't give a fourth action unless like there's stuff I know now that I definitely didn't know then, But mm-hmm. I was on the known at one server a lot. And they had he had a specific channel for homebrew stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was me, uh, a friend of mine named Tabletop Obscura, who is a Twitch streamer, who's a very, very good writer and is currently the lead creative director on Sinclair's. I don't know if that's his official title, but I just know he's above me on the totem pole. Mm -hmm. And. uh, And a good friend of mine named Elder Streets Games, uh, Sean, who is currently my partner in crime for Pathfinder Infinite uh in terms of layout and art we all were just talking a lot and we just ended up working so often together that you know i my writing got better over time as more and more people reviewed it and then uh people like in profit started coming onto the scene uh writing some great original homebrew but for me a lot of it was spending the first year of pathfinder first uh not first edition uh pathfinder playtest in second edition release of failing homebrew writing and Mm -hmm. eventually i just played so much of second edition that i just understood why certain game mechanics worked i it was literally my age of ashes game that like Mm -hmm. kicked Mm -hmm. me into high gear because i because i jammed so often i was doing a iron gods second edition game which once again in retrospect did not work but it was fun (laughs) Yeah, but if I had to look back at some of my old writing, uh, I'm just gonna go. There are so many mechanical design choices that I would not make now. And mm-hmm. the more I got experience with it, the then um, Pathfinder Infinite was announced. And initially, I was hesitant uh, just because I'm a very anytime there's something new, I'm gonna like. I'm very excited for it, mm-hmm. very hesitant about it. And I released one or two things they did pretty well i did uh look changer and which was a versatile heritage and i did uh champion options from first edition to second edition now you Mm -hmm. can't buy any one of these now because i took them down for various projects that i'm gonna revisit for Mm -hmm. um and so that started doing well and then i my friend tabletop obscura he was like hey come help me with this one shot i'm writing i need you to write a dance-off mechanic and i was like mm-hmm. he was like make a ghost encounter so i was like do a ghost dance off like yeah. i wrote rules for it. it it's a hazard you actively have right. to make performance checks against the ghosts against like a set dc and if not you get cursed and you're forever to dance um and I was eventually like doing small projects like that and the more and more i got comfortable with it I approached my friend Tylen Resendez who co-wrote Gunsmoke with me because he is he understood mechanics very well he I I will say at the time of us initially writing because I went through two passes before I did an official release um we were still getting used to the writing aspect of it and I wanted him specifically because he knew so much more about firearms than I ever do I'm mm-hmm. not a firearms kind of guy i could talk about like plasma shooters from like halo and star wars sure mm-hmm. but like real life stuff is completely beyond my realm of knowledge so um we worked on that and that was like a big title that did really really well and hit copper like a few weeks ago uh, mm-hmm. which means like 50 uh units sold and that one did way better than I initially thought in, in all honesty, just so I'm like completely honest with you in the viewer. <laughs> I thought this would be like 10 purchases and then die off. Oh. Like I was like, nobody needs like nobody wants cowboy guns. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: people are really hesitant about firearms in uh, a fantasy setting. Anyways, why update the century by like one or two points? Cause like, this is all 16th, 17th, 17th. I think very, very little 18th century firearms. And I was like, if they're not allowing flintlock muskets, how are they allowing a combat shotgun uh mm-hmm. to be in there? Mm-hmm. And it did well. And then I did a uh, champion reborn, uh champion class without alignment, which I noticed a lot of players, and this is me a little bit, and I, I understood why Paizo did this, which was keep champion a lot alignment restricted, which makes sense for what they were trying to do. And I personally was thought it would be better if it was somewhat more like the fifth edition first edition feel for it where mm-hmm. your your alignment doesn't determine what type of champion because like you could be a paladin but you could be a paladin of an evil god like that mm-hmm. should be a thing uh, great now it's called anti-paladin uh, right. but um i still kind of do to this day uh just think that champions better if you leave it open-ended you could be any alignment the, i it. There's a reason why we haven't seen neutral champions officially in Paizo yet um, at the time of the recording. It could be out in a year from now. I could be dead wrong. I wasn't hired to do it. That's all I know. Um, but yeah, so that one did fairly well. And then I was just I made a deal with a friend of mine named uh, Sean from Elder's Dream Games, uh, and we kind of been co-working together. He did. He was doing great layout work already. And I was just like, hey, I'll give you royalties. Like, I'll split the profit in half. Like, let's negotiate here. Mm-hmm. And like, if you do layout work, if you do the artwork, like, just make sure it looks pretty. Make sure the OGL is intact. And so I don't get in trouble. Uh, let's just do a bunch of books together. And now we have like the samurai archetype that was very much a one e to 2 e port with a few additional mm-hmm. things uh, that had some of the best layout work, I think he's he's done yet. I mean it, only topped by the new two new classes that we released of uh Ironclad, which is a 12 HP tank. Mm-hmm. Uh it, it's literally all about wearing heavy armor and just soaking damage. I was so proud mm-hmm. of the co-author for that, uh named Comat and uh Precog, which was a new take I was trying to do, which is Starfinder to second edition. Right. Because a lot of these we were talking about this a little bit before uh, a lot of these older editions, they're fun. I own a lot of these books. But I—it's something's missing without that three-action economy, without the archetype right. system, without the class feed system. And so I'm my current goal right now is to do a mix of completely original stuff and then porting over stuff from other editions. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I have a lot of these books just sitting on the shelf, uh, like right behind me, and I'm just like, I don't want them to go to waste. And I know a lot of people want to see this content. And I know I can also put it out faster than Paizo can. I'm an independent developer. Right. I it legit could take me like a week and like two weeks in editing a layout. And I can release a new product, like three products a month. Pizo's limited to art budget. They're limited to the scope. They're limited into who's working on it. I have I one thing I love about third party and Pathfinder Infinite is. I can develop any title I want. I could bring on any co-author I want. I can make it look however I want. And having that creative freedom is why I really keep trying to push people to the site. Even if you don't buy my stuff, like my content. Like mm-hmm. there are so many great people who are working like Queer Finder that mm-hmm. took forever to dethrone from number one, which I'm sad that it's not number one anymore. It was. I, I genuinely love Queer Finder. Uh, but I think that the more and more the community gets comfortable with second edition, the more and more homebrewing becomes allowed. I mean, it's not really the homebrew. I would classify all of this as third party work because this is what mm-hmm. it is. It takes, it takes so much time and energy just to write it all and then to, you know, go and do with art and all that stuff. And the more that we start seeing from it, I think the better just the entire 2E community is going to have and
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i'm i'm genuinely for upcoming projects uh at the time of recording i it's going to be out by the time this gets released uh champion reborn 2 forged in fire will be out i got a great co-author to come on and write a bunch of new causes uh based off of what i did with uh, champion reborn uh mm-hmm. and then i i wrote the smiting champion class archetype which throws out all your defensive stuff in the terms of just dealing so much damage with smite. Right. And, right, right. uh, I'm 99% sure it's balanced. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I, I've genuinely, and then I got a few more projects down the line. I'm going to do Witch warper in second edition. I'm going to do oh, more cool. beginners. I'm going to do more beginners guides to right. second edition. Cause alchemist did really, really well. I was right. so proud right. of alchemist. Um, and should do one for like, the investigator. I think uh that's, okay, so that's the thing is like I'm gonna do every like APG yeah. class because I yeah. there's so many times I've had new players go, I want to play this complicated right. class like the Oracle. I'm just like
0: yeah.
1: it's possible. If you are if your GM is nice and are willing to hold your hand, you can totally play a magus, yeah. a summoner at level yeah. one. Never played a TTRPG in your life. Uh and my goal is trying to hand help there because mm-hmm. It's genuinely faster for me to write it than it is to make a video, edit it, throw all the overlay stuff in it. (laughs) And I'm and I'm I want as many people to get a free experience when it comes to beginner stuff, because I have sadly seen this uh, stuff of people on Twitter being. Saying, I can't join Tui, I don't have money, I can't afford to get all the like the several books that are behind me. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's all on archives of Nathis. Like, go play for free. Right. And well, that's what I want to do with the beginners college. Like, I'm never gonna charge anything. Like, if you I have it, pay for what you want. If you want to support it, great. Throw me a buck or two my way. I I'll buy a very nice Snickers bar with it. <laughs> um, in celebration. But I, the more and more I get into Pathfinder Infinite, the more I'm going to start working with co-authors. Uh, I have some great ones coming out to do, like Samurai Archetype Part 2, mm-hmm. uh, which is really, really cool. Uh, I don't know how much I'm... Actually, I actually have to design that I could say as much as I want to say about it. Uh, we're mm-hmm. taking uh, Samurai, and putting them in different places in Galarian, as well as a few other... Um, unique stuff like my favorite setting has always been numeria i'm writing the Mm -hmm. numeria samurai it's all about taking down constructs working with alien life and Mm. um i like one of the feats i'm currently thinking about writing uh, i don't know if this is gonna make it to the final book or not uh instead of having your banner be on you you have a hollow projector like strapped on your shoulder and your banner will now like shoot Mm -hmm. out by 30 feet instead of being Mm -hmm. like constantly attached to you I'm like, this is the weird stuff I can do. And no one's there to say no to me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. until my editor goes, no. Well, that sounds like you have a lot of creative stuff going on. Uh, Yeah, it's eaten up so much of my time that I probably could be doing other things with, such as homework. But, you know.
0: Well, school will be out for you soon, though, right? Yeah, uh,
1: I have two more weeks of school, so by the time this gets released, I'll be either wrapping up my last finals or completely out for the summer, which then I can go work on Sinclair's Library nearly full time, because uh, how much I'm invested in love what
0: I'm doing over there. Good, good. I, I, I look forward to summer as well. I have a couple of, uh, I mentioned before, a lot of words I got to do, some deadlines coming up, and uh, I still have another five weeks of teaching to do before I'm out. So, but yeah, I do look a,
1: to you for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know uh, this week I'm giving exams and then it slows down a little bit for me. Oh yeah. Um, bad. But what advice do you have? You, you have a very kind of, I think unique route that you've taken um, primarily because Pathfinder infinite has come about compared to a lot of the other people I've talked to. What advice do you have for people who are interested in getting started is a content creator, you know, doing their own, uh, YouTube channel or blog or, uh, podcast or is a freelancer.
1: Legit. Just talk to people. I mean, seriously, I, I love getting to do what I do because everybody is so passionate and mm. so nerdy that we all kind of come with a shared love and appreciation that people I've never talked to before. Um, like, I'll reach out to them and based on just Pathfinder alone, have four hour long conversations with them mm-hmm. about just their different takes on different stuff and legitimately just talking with people. If you know somebody who does third party and you want to see a specific, you're like, really, really proud of something you wrote, put it out on Twitter and just go, Hey, this is like a premise. Like, message people uh now granted don't annoy them to death uh don't don't do what i did with a few paizo staff members which was bugged them into talking with me um for a high school project that i was working on at the time <laughs> uh, if Luis loza ever sees this, i'm so sorry um but yeah i i think the greatest advice is just talking to people everybody has these, such great insight like i'm still learning every about content creating uh like i get to work with noad every single day because of sinclair's library i get to work with streamers every single day just because i'm friends with them and i that would be my greatest advice like you can write a bunch like do it like don't do what i did would don't do what i do essentially it is write yourself into existence, which is just a lot of <laughs> any and all free time being yeah. having one monitor open for whatever TV show you're watching. Currently it's Archer for me. And having another uh page for Google Doc or Scribe tool up of working on whatever project it is now. But don't be afraid to collab with people. I know a lot of people are really hesitant about collaboration because it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of communication. But it also takes a lot of trust. You're trusting the other person to do good work. Whether it's layout, whether it's writing, whether it's the art. You're putting a lot of, essentially, a blind trust into that. Like, I, every time I release something to my editor, I trust Sean. Like, a thousand percent, I trust him. But it's still that risk every time I go, here's a new book. Here's something weird. Like, here's Precog. Go find artwork for that. Like, that's blind trust. Mm-hmm. Just a don't be afraid to don't come into this industry expecting millions of dollars it's just not going to happen yeah i would even say even the top tier people at Paizo, jason bolman are not multimillionaires i'm mm-hmm. i'm willing to throw very solid money at that guess there um but if you have the creative passion behind it even if your work and I and I mean this with wholeheartedly is the worst thing uh, to ever walk Pathfinder's grounds. There's gonna be somebody online that sees the creative spark in you and go, this is how you change it. This is where you start learning from it. And just talking with people like that is is the biggest advice I can give because that's how I got to where I'm at. Like I'm 19 and I got to this point because I don't stop working with people and just the community is great i love working with everybody i do and every like month or so i always i get to meet a new person that i didn't get to know before and you know like right now i have a whole creative team working on a a pathfinder infinite product that will probably get released in like june or july depending on how long it takes me to edit it and uh, actually write my sections for it and what kind of cool things are you working on that you can talk about? Uh so champion uh okay, so I'm gonna do a part three to champion reborn, because champion's my favorite class. Uh I'm gonna also try to do uh and this is one that's not confirmed yet, uh Oracle Reborn, where I simplify a lot of the wording on Oracle. Uh or make that a beginner's guide. It's most likely gonna become a beginner's yeah. guide because that kind of does more what I want it to do. And I don't have to use like game mechanics language. I can use layman's terms for everything. Uh, and then currently in development is a team of writers that I need to spend more time on making sure gets off the ground. Is an APG first edition to second edition. Like a complete <laughs> haul of any weapon that has not been touched yet. Any archetype that has not been touched. Any, anything that we can really get our hands on. That will be in a product. It'll be a series of products because right. I believe in getting paid and paying all my authors. So it'll go out individually. Like here's the Alchemist, APG one e to two e. My goal is to eventually just bundle all that up, sell it for like forty bucks, and you get the entire APG book, uh, from like Hungry Ghost Monk archetype being like an actual stance. Hmm. i'm not sure who's doing the monk i might pick up the monk just because one of my favorite classes but um yeah everything's gonna be in there like i'm working on champion right now champions looking gorgeous with the divine defender uh cause and it's all like two e rules like it's i it's not even touch my own champion reborn stuff like my like all the champion stuff in line with like the lawful goodness of the champions uh, Mm -hmm. uh second edition already And I think that's all the products that I know about that I'm working on in terms of Pathfinder Infinite. Granted, in two weeks, there could be 10 more that I don't even (laughs) think about until after this. But yeah, my current idea is trying to get as much Starfinder, as much first edition into second edition as possible. And just hiring good co-authors to do that is like the saving grace of it all.
0: Awesome. Well, James, this has been a lot of fun chatting with you. Uh, best of luck with these things. I, I, I too love champions. And so I'm actually looking forward to seeing what you come up with there.
1: Yeah. Uh, we got some great ones. Uh, I believe one. All right. I'll 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 talk about one real quick. Uh, like we have the star Knight cause, which is all about guiding yourself with the mm. stars. And it was really, really cool. And then my favorite being cause being the Ronin, which you is a very fun take on champion and is very much the samurai kind of uh i was definitely picturing a lot of seven seven samurai when my co-author sent this to me and we have even like new uh divine allies like we have uh parchment which will grant you uh temporary scrolls from the divine hmm. spell list so if you wanted to play a little bit more of a spell caster uh there is a option to get a familiar and wow. obviously at the end of it will be the spiding Champion class archetype that I wrote, which will let you smite everything in existence. Like the feats for it are really, really fun. And once like Sinclair's library gets out and I can start talking about the stuff I wrote on that, if you think like my Pathfinder Infinite work is impressive, wait until you see what they greenlit for me over there. <laughs> the stuff I was told to go work on is off the walls bat shit uh, crazy. Mm -hmm. It is. I'm so excited for that project.
0: Well, James, thanks again for joining us on the podcast. Uh, It's been really great having a chance to chat with you. Yeah. Thank you so much.